Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And this is Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. And today, we're going to talk about um, how to build your online store and uh, really the right way to do it. I wish you would have told me that because yeah. I would have made some notes or something. Yeah, okay. Completely well, unprepared. Don't worry. I've got all notes ready to go for you here. <laughs> before, we, before we get started, um, I just want to say that we may have a special guest today in this episode okay even though we didn't intend it we have embroidery training oh, going okay. on right <laughs> behind this wall and uh, our uh, our trainer Michelle is fantastic so if you hear a little embroidery training wisdom come through on the podcast how does it make it through the bricks i don't know all right, <laughs> all right. wait wait the bricks yeah the bricks all right then well everyone um what are we talking about today? How to build your online store? Should you build an online store? Is maybe the first question to answer in this. And we're talking about an e-commerce store, a place where your, you can send your customers to and you can send marketing to and folks will see something and buy it there. Right. Whatever, whatever it might be. And we can discuss some of those ideas right. so, well. so, So e-commerce is one way to talk about it. Some people will talk about it as a shopping cart or a cart. Some, mm -hmm. will, some people will say just an online store. So we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about a place that you can go um, on the web where someone can click and buy your products. They can put in a credit card number, PayPal, something like that. That's just, that's just so we're, we're very inclusive. Because we have a lot of people that are at different levels. Yeah. You know, when it comes to online stuff, in the custom apparel world, you know, you may be a home embroiderer mm -hmm. and you just upgrade to a brand new Avance 1501C, which is a great embroidery machine, by the way. Um, you just you just do that to, to do your business and you're figuring out how you're going to market and sell. And someone told you that you should have an online store. Yeah. So um, you are welcome as well. So if you if you hear anything here you need clarification on, if you're not really understanding what's going on, then you are definitely welcome to email us or uh, make a comment on the uh, on the podcast or the YouTube video. We're happy to help. Yeah, just want to say that up front. Well, great. No, and and the place to start is really um, should you have an online store because right. we are in the custom apparel business and. Um, does it make sense to have an online store for everybody? I'm not I could probably make a case for every business yeah, but on why you should. I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah, but sometimes no. it's no. Um, and and I think it's just because it's work and there's complexity involved and you have to be able to justify the amount of money that's going to come out of that website right. versus the amount of time and money you have to put into it. And even in our industry, you know, there's... Um while it's like very popular to buy stuff online, you know it's easy to go find a custom T-shirt or embroidered design and buy that online. But um, but most of our customers, the actual people that are in business, get the vast majority of their business from local companies. Yeah, face to face. And, yeah, it's face to face, or it's word of mouth, or it's people within ten or fifteen miles of their home or business. So that's the, so there be there. I guess I'm, I'm thinking of two different people then, right? Yeah. Right. You've got. You're, if you're listening to this and you say, I want to sell online because I've got some great t-shirt ideas or fashion ideas, or I just want to have an online store, I'm going to generate business through Google or Facebook or whatever it might be, yep. then keep going naturally. Right. Um, but if you're thinking about 
what you just mentioned. Yes. Well, I'll, all of my business is face-to-face. Here's the case that I'm going to kind of make right now, and then you decide if this is good for you. Right. But the way I envision it is if that's your business, if, if 99% of your business is face-to-face, in-person, referral, right. typically what happens is um, we want to upsell, right? We want to sell to that customer again. Having an online store gives you the ability to do this scenario, and I hope, and hopefully, just a few sentences will yeah. make help everyone understand what it yeah. is. You talk to a customer; they say, "I need uh, forty-five golf shirts for my local, my small business, okay. you know, or a local company." You provide them the golf shirts with their logo on it, embroidered or vinyl or whatever it might be. And you deliver it to them and then the job's done and you say, come back again when you need more, right? The, the online store portion of this is, and every shirt has a little card in it or you let whoever's in charge, you send whoever's in charge of this, you send them an email and ask it to share with the company. By the way, if anybody wants a replacement shirt, a cap, a tote bag, uh, a, yeah, uh, you know, one. anything like that, go online, go and, online and they can buy them one, right. one at a time right off my website without having to go through you. Right. And this is just a great way to earn additional customers and earn that little small business it's, later on. It's very convenient. Also, while somebody's on your website, they may see something else that they want to purchase that they weren't aware of that you missed communicating with. Yep. Right. And, and there's other, and this is the opportunity for you to, maybe you do have um, a, you know, maybe you sell to IT firms yes. and that's who a lot of, a lot of your business comes from. Maybe you've got like a little small business idea that you've been working on some funny t-shirts that have to do kind of with the IT computer geek community yes. and you want to push that line. Yep. Here's a great way to get people in front of that, in front of those and right. test them out. See if anybody buys them. See if people like your ideas. So, so I like that. So from a local business perspective, you might want to have an online store um, so you can get reorders more easily. Mm-hmm. So you can expand your average sale. People may see something online that they did not realize that you carried, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also, it also gives you the opportunity to get found by businesses outside your, your usual walk of life. So we've got um, several businesses that got kind of big, uh, and this was a little bit earlier on, but because they decided they wanted to do a screen printing and DTG business, and they started to produce some really good shirts, and people started calling them from different parts of the country. Oh, yeah. They had no idea how the customer found them or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but they found their website, and they started placing orders, and that was a source of some real success. Yeah, and we have customers that do... Um, Because they have a website, not necessarily an online store even, but their online presence allows them to actually do business out of their local area. So if you say 95% of their business is local, this 5% trailing could come from anywhere else. Now, in this scenario, we're talking about a business that is already running Mm -hmm. or that, you know, has got some local business at least in their pocket and they're using a shopping cart as a way to facilitate that and increase that. Now, the one thing I'll say, and we'll get into details about this later on, is that if you produce great shirts and you're good at marketing in person, Mm -hmm. then your website has to be the same. Yes. Right? So if if you are really good, if you make beautiful shirts, like the Voodoo shirt or like like these jeans that we had done um, with the digital heat effect system. If this is your thing, you have to be able to present that beautifully online just like you would in person. You can't just take a bad picture on an ugly website and expect people to react. Yeah, it's it's just 
It's just like anything else in business or, or in the world. If you um, get all dressed up to go out right. and you look fantastic and then you have muddy shoes on, people are going to look badly at you yes. for that, right? Yeah. You're Here you are at a black tie event. I, I may even say shoes. something. I may even say yeah. something. Um, and it's the same thing. If, you're fan if you do fantastic art, you're a great um, personality. You do a lot of business and a lot of people like you. And then you have this website that looks like it's from 1999. Yes. People are going to think poorly of you. Of you. So um, right now at this point in time, I think... If you're still listening and you're still going through, you've yeah. made a decision that you want to at least be educated on what are the steps to building your online store. So right. Let's go but, into but, it. but before we do that, okay. I'm going to say one more thing. All right. All right. That, so the answer to the question of should you sell online All right. is if you are going to devote yourself to selling online and to being good at it, then it's a good option. If, if you're looking yeah. at yourself, it's, it's like buying an Alfa Romeo. Mm -hmm. Beautiful car. If you can fix it yourself, and you're or you're dedicated to finding a good Italian mechanic that will take care of it, that might be a great purchase for you. If you don't change your own oil or you don't spend any money on maintenance, not the car for you. Same kind of thing for websites. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to devote yourself to it, you're going to dedicate yourself to be good at it. Then um, it's an option. If you're not going to do that, I don't care what anybody says around you. That you should be online. Don't do it. It'll yeah, just look bad it, it, for you. you. So the decision really is, is are you going to put the time, effort, and money into it? Yeah, I agree. And then are you going to get that out of it? Okay. And um, Now answer, I'm ready to go. Yeah, the answer definitely is yes right. if you're willing to do it. Yep. So uh, if you're willing to at least see what maybe is entailed in doing this, let's go right into it and talk about what's the first step. And the first step truly is just yes. making a plan. Right. Having a very basic plan. Wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I thought the first step was finding the cool yeah. software. No, no. The I, first step thought... is getting a really cool website name. Yeah. Um, no, but the first step is just logo. a basic plan. Yeah. And this is something pencil and paper. It does not have to be a complete business plan. That's up to you how far you take it. But right. um, what do you plan to sell online? Right. What's the goal of the website? Is it to sell funny t-shirts? Is it to back up the sales that... Um, that you make in real life? Um, is it to build a brand of apparel? Um, is it is it to advertise online, like on Facebook or Google or something like that, and bring people to a website and get them to impulse buy? We, we, right. We had we had one customer recently that um, actually asked me the question, like going after big contracts. What kind of a website should I have? Mm -hmm. What what should my shopping cart be? So that's another goal. Yeah, you know, along with you. Know, so, what what are you specifically trying to do with the website? Yeah, and and then, um, and then also with that, that will answer the next you know simple question or part of the plan is yeah. is how intricate should this website be? So, um, if I was selling, you know, in the scenario I brought up in the beginning. If I sell in person and then what I want to do is I want to have kind of an ancillary spot where customers can come and buy additional one-off pieces or reorders, yep. I would probably have just a core group of maybe 10 products, a nice simple shopping cart type of a website yep. where it's just like, here's the two polos I offer, here's the two long sleeve shirts, here's the three t-shirts, the two caps, yes. jackets, bags, you have your main items, here's the colors, the sizes, and then um, as far as the logo goes, you can have them... There's a lot of simple things you could do. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be complicated. They can even just type in, you know, um, Wells Plumbing, right. you know, and, and that's the customer, and you know that you have the logo. So 
Um, do you want, or do you want something really intricate? Well, okay, my vision is that a customer is going to be able to go online and they're going to be able to, you know, take a picture of of their kid and upload it onto the website and then I'm going to take that picture and I'm going to put it on a koozie, you know, yeah, all these, right. yeah, you know, yeah. things. And an they're online going to be, designer. Yeah, right. an online designer and they can put, you know, input birthdays and all this stuff. Do you want an online designer? These are all different things to consider. Um, and then how deep are you going to get into the marketing side of things? Yeah. You know, how complicated do you want that, that to be? Do, do, do you want to organize um, quantity discounts or do, do you want to organize different pricing for different technologies that you offer? Or do you want to offer coupons? Yeah, or, or yeah, are you going to have say schools purchase from you <clears throat> online, where they're going to pay with purchase order numbers, and they're going right. to need to receive an automated invoice? You know, these are all things to consider in your plan. And once you kind of have that, then you know the next step, which is finding the software that can do that. Right. If it's something very simple, like hey, I just want to sell some shirts online. I want to have you know simple features. I want a customer. I want to have a drop down list of colors, a drop down list of schools that I do business yes. for, a drop down list of sizes, and then as many products as I decide to add. Right. And that's it. I don't want to be able to do it myself. If that's your goal, there's a ton of software out there. Yeah, and if that's your goal, or you know, if you um, let's say you are the creative one and you're not really looking for customers to bring you designs, mm -hmm. you're going to create designs for people to buy. Yeah. And you're going to do t-shirts and you're going to do other things. You may decide at this point after you write your plan and what you want to accomplish that you don't mind paying the fees at Etsy for you not to have to do any of this stuff. Yeah. Right. That, sure. That's a valid decision that you could make. And, and you could do the same thing through Facebook or eBay. eBay. Yeah. You know, uh, the, there's tons of places where you can do this too. So you don't necessarily have to have your own Right. software but, store but setup. that goes to you know ex what's your plan what specifically do you want to do like who do you expect your customer to be what do you want them to do when they get there and you can look at all those things and actually you've got another place where you can make a decision whether or not to go off and do this stuff yourself or participate in one of these other services yeah and part of the the last step in the plan is after you write it all down then you really just say now that I have this idea how are people going to come and come and find it. Right. How are they going to find me? Yep. And just have a plan for that. Right. Now, uh, you might say, well, I'm going to do, um, I've been researching SEO, uh, search engine optimization. Right. I'm going to write a bunch of blog posts about a very specific niche market. And I'm going to be doing, you know, comic book themed t-shirts. Yep. And it's going to be very specifically for, um, you know, uh, millennial female comic book fans. Right. Well, you've got this great niche and you, you can write a bunch of blog posts and do a bunch of videos and that's your, that might be your plan. Yeah. Or your plan might be, um, I got great designs, I'm gonna advertise them on Facebook. Yeah. You know, and that might be, or your plan might be, well, I don't really plan on anybody accidentally finding my website or finding it in Google really I'm at all. I'm just sending my own customers I'm there. I'm just sending my customers there or my potential customers. So I have a meeting with somebody here, visit my website. You can see all the styles I right, have to offer. Right. I like that. Um, and then there's all types of cool things you can do when you have a website as well um, that you get to plug in you know, with these customers as well, book appointments, and there's all types of other cool things. So write all this stuff down in your plan. Once you've done that, now you have to pick some software. Yes. So we can just name, we can rattle off a bunch. Shopify. Yeah, um, Big Commerce, Big Cartel, Wix, W-I-X. Right. Um, Meva Woo Merchant. WooCommerce. WooCommerce. Um, WooCommerce is often used with WordPress. Right. Right. Um, Xcart is one. Magento is another. Um, Shopify, if we didn't, I think we said yeah. that in the beginning. So they all, are, and they all have pros and cons. Mm -hmm. They all do fundamentally the same thing. Yeah. In the end, they allow a customer 
to if if in looking in the front end of it, you might not know what the software is behind it. Right. And looking at any of these, you can take the same website and probably, probably won't it. know. Right. Yeah, and you replicate it to look exactly the same. So yeah. when you go there, it's not about the look; it's about what it can do on the back end. Right. Do you want to be able to do it yourself? Yeah. And I, well, I want to be able to take a picture of the product, upload the picture, type out the description, type in the price. Yeah. Decide where it's going to go on the website and hit OK, and then it's going to be online. If and you want to be able to do that, make sure the software allows you to do that. Yeah. Um, and you'll be able to tell right away because the, that software is generally it's going to tell you right away when you get to the website. Build your own website. Do it yourself. Right. You know that type of stuff. Or it's going to say, "Hey, you might want to hire somebody." Right? Yeah. And now, just, just want to give you a couple of examples. So, uh, Coleman and Company. They've got it's got to be close to five thousand products now. Yeah, um, yeah there's it's over pictures, 5, excuse. and and Mark is a very complicated guy when it comes to e-commerce marketing. Yeah, apparently. by, by that <laughs> I mean like Coleman Company is always pushing the envelope on better ways to attract new customers, uh, better ways to help people find the right product, and to message to them, encourage them to buy things after they after they get there. Um, we just launched our new paid training site at training.coldessie.com. And we're about to launch our how to get in touch with the how to get into the custom T-shirt business course on the Custom Apparel Startups website, and both of those we selected WooCommerce for. And we should we should turn this into a course too. We should and get really deep into it. I think you know, we I should. think that's a great piece. We just made a decision live yeah. right here for you. Right we're going to turn off everybody. the podcast right now and get started. <laughs> no, but I, th I think there's so much to go into this. And one of the things we mentioned was how are we going to keep this under an hour? Right. Because there's so much information. But I think if we go into the basics, um, we're only at 17 minutes in, so we're okay. doing great. That's good. Um, so anyway, how do you find one of these? You can go, you can just start searching the name, some of the names we found. Yes. You can also just search um, shopping cart software, e-commerce we'll e we'll, we'll store. We'll put some in the show notes as well. Yeah, we'll Google search. Um, if you if you are in any Facebook groups or if you're um, or if you go on any type of online forums, yeah. or LinkedIn, and, social and media, and there, are, there, are, people. there are industry specific ones too, like yep. Deco Network, and I think it's uh, it's Inksoft. Mm -hmm. I think has one. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a ton. Volusion's another one. Right. So there's tons of them out there. You'll find the right one. Um, it's all going to matter on you know. Do you want? Do you have big dreams where you want to hire a company to do it? Yep. And then they might choose for you. So that's another thing you could do. Yeah. Is if you if you say I don't want to do anything with it, I just want to be able to um, make the shirts when the yeah. orders come in. You know, I just want to take take care of the orders, not run the website. Then you can you know get a referral, find a good firm that will right. build it for you, and then you tell them everything you want to do, and then they they will say, you know yeah. what you could do, just get this one. It's simple. We'll yeah. manage it for you. We'll upload. You know, you could just use say Shopify, even though it's right. simple. We'll do all the uploading for you, and you could take it over if you ever want it. Right, or or that that decision that they make might be based on what they have the most experience with. Yeah, that's very so. True. So for example, like if you trust. Me and I may, and you come to me about a shopping cart, and I'm most familiar with WooCommerce, and then my second is Shopify. Those are the two that I'm going to talk about. So a service provider is not going to go out and learn a new shopping cart. That's right. For you, right? They're going to take what they what they're most familiar with. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, they'll be able to make it work. Yeah, and right? and also the question to ask is gonna is going to be, you know, um, if I want to take the keys from you and drive it myself, yeah. can I? 
Right. You know, can can I upload all the power? How simple is it going to be? Yes. And see the answer to that. And make sure you're, you're comfortable with what that answer is. Um, I, I would not be able to take over and do all the development for the Coleman and Company site by myself. Right. I don't have that knowledge. It's, it, there's right. too much into it. But but you meet my minimum standards for, for any website. I have to go in and I have to be, know how to and be comfortable with editing the text yep. and description and stuff. I have to be able to upload my own pictures and put in a new product. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of my minimum. Yeah, right? and, and it's great. You got you have to find that spot. So right. once you know what you're going to want to do, if you're a complete DIY person, make sure that you don't get in over your head, which yeah. is a common mistake. Somebody looks into it and they look at something like Magento, which is a yeah. great software, right. but you can literally do anything. Yes. So when you can do anything, it there's a lot great. to do. There's, there's a, a lot, lot to do. do. You know, um, so it's this the equivalent of you know, um, it's like the it's like the little Legos having a giant tub of them yeah. and just splashing them on the floor and just build a castle, you know, versus the, the big ones for yeah. little kids. And it has instructions on how to build a castle. Right. You know, it's like how long you're, you can really get into a mess with those big ones and you could get lost into something that you never come out of. I think you never build a castle. I, I think I think that's the first Lego example you've yeah. ever used. Oh, well, Congratulations. I, was gonna, I really great. wanted to try to work in the biker. No. Okay, so uh, speaking of that, we do have some some kind of things that you need to think about after you've made the decision and you, you know now how some of the criteria for picking which platform you want to do. So yes, you're going to do a website. You've got a plan in place. I've, I've selected my software that I'm going to use or that I or a contractor that I'm going to use. What's, what's the next thing? Yeah, uh, for one, make sure in that decision, yes. what the final thing in that decision is... Um, don't do it just because it's free and you say, well, it's going to cost me nothing, so it's no risk. Because that's it's a trap. Yeah, it's, it's a trap that you can fall into where you get something you're not happy with and you give up. Um, and second, don't base the decision 100% on price. Base it on your plan and just make sure you can afford uh, to invest that and right. keep it up. So um, if you're going to spend a lot in the beginning, it's going to cost you a lot when you want to revamp it. If you spend uh, very little in the beginning, you're probably going to be very limited on some you of the things be prepared. you can do. you got to be prepared for them. So find the limitations, ask questions. All of these, uh, every one of these companies um, has either people you can talk to on the phone or live chat with or email. Ask them all the questions you can think of ahead of time. And yeah. if you have friends that have online stores or you know anybody who does, ask them You know what they do, why they chose, and why they made that decision. Yeah. So once you get that... Um, some of these things are not necessarily in the exact They're not in the order. right order. They're right. not necessarily, there isn't an order for yes. these, but they're things you should do. One is you need to pick um, your URL, your website name. Right. You need to make sure that you, um, just because you have a business name and that business is unique to your state does not mean that the website is available right. online. For example, mm -hmm. if you are going to go into the embroidery business and you have the word so in your name, mm -hmm. So Stitch, so funny, so good embroidery, anything with that SEW, I guarantee it's taken. Yeah, every, all of those. Everybody websites. does the same. Everybody does <laughs> yeah. the same thing. And, um, or if it's in Stitches, yes, you know, yeah. um, chances are that your website's going to be taken. Now, um, so 
look at that first. So and, and your and the URL, which is what you type in when you do www yeah. dot. That's your that name is your URL. It does not have to be the same as your company name. It doesn't have to be exactly the same right. either. It could be similar. Um, there's there's plenty of rules, but it has to be something that's easy to get to. Mm -hmm. So um, you can get, you can purchase and search the availability of these through Google, through Amazon, through GoDaddy. There's lots of places you can do it. Yep. Um, you can do it through the software that you're going to purchase through. They oftentimes will provide that. Yeah. As a service as well, or if you're hiring a firm to do the work for you, they can do it as and well. And you're going to pay for that, by the way. You're going to yeah. pay when you when you pick that name. You're going to register that domain name, and you're 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 that's going to cost you a couple of bucks. Yeah, and you own it, and it doesn't cost a lot. Uh, make sure you shop around for this stuff. Don't just go to the first place you Google search, find, click, and buy and impulse it because you don't want to get ripped off, or you don't yep. want to be stuck with. Um, in a situation where you, it's kind of a mess. Pick that URL and you also um, got a little note here. Listen to yep. episode 73 about trademarks. Yeah, so, and so we talked about uh, you know trademark names and is the name taken by somebody else and we had a whole, we had an attorney slash marketer on yeah. this episode. You, yeah, you don't want to go after Nike, N-I-K-E-E-E-E-E.com if you're selling shoes. Yeah, and yeah. Okay, Just don't, don't try to be tricky. Yes. It's not going to work out well <laughs> That's That's the whole lesson for yeah, that. Yeah, don't so, be tricky. Um, listen to that podcast. It'll help you out when you're building your brand, your Absolutely. name, your images, your website feel. Yep. Um, a lot of people come in here and they um, they find a copycat of a big brand yeah. um, or a sports team or something like that. And they want to start an online store. And I say the same thing every time. I say, just know that you're walking on dangerous territory. If your entire business is built about around this, have a plan B. Because yeah. you might get a letter one day. And you're, you're breaking the law. And you're breaking. I, I just, I just want to say that if 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 you are if you're doing like college stuff or you're doing sorority mm -hmm. stuff, I mean, you're breaking. So just okay. make sure that listen to that episode because it ties in. With don't go online with any of that. That's, yeah, that's you don't want to spend five thousand dollars. You don't. You don't want to spend two hundred dollars right. and, and throw it in the trash. Yeah. You don't want to spend five thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars, whatever your dream website is, yes. to find out that you're infringing on somebody's trademark right. or copyright. So listen to that episode, it'll give you some good tips that'll help you when you're building your site. Um, next is, um, you've kind of, you now you have software, you know what you're gonna use, you've got the website URL set up, yep. you know you don't, you don't, you feel comfortable about your trademark and, and all that. Yes. Um, it's time to just set a date. How long is it gonna take you to build it? Um, whether, talk with the, with the soft, if you're doing it yourself, talk yeah. with the software uh, company, yeah. Um, you know, whether at IM or email or on the phone and say, hey, this is all the things I want to do. Here's kind of my plan. How long should it take me to build yeah. that? Um, build in some time for you to make mistakes and want to change things. Um, if you're working with a company you're paying, ask them how long it's going to take, how long is the project. And set a launch date. Yeah. This way you've got a goal. You need to set a goal for a website. Otherwise, it will never launch. Especially if you're dealing with a contractor, honestly. In, in, a, lo in a lot of cases, they may have a bigger project that comes in mm -hmm. that bumps yours back. You really need to get a commitment from that company that this is when the site will launch. Yeah, and so if you if you are talking to a company, get a launch date, and if you are doing it yourself, yeah. then give yourself one. So if you go to you go to Shopify, you're live chatting with somebody, you tell them these are all the things I want to do. They say, yes, absolutely, Shopify can do all that stuff. Here's some plugins you yeah. can purchase, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how long would it take me to build it? And they say, oh, you can do this, you know, in probably just you know eight or ten hours, maybe. Yeah. Then say, okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to give myself um, 10 days. Yep. 
because I need to take pictures and we're going to get into all the other things you need to do. So you say, I'm going to give myself 10 days. I'm going to give myself 30 days. Yeah. Whatever it is, set a date because, and then try to hold yourself to that. Um, next, um, I mentioned images. Oh, please take good pictures. Yeah, take good pie. pictures. Oh man, um, let me tell you. There's a few rules on that. Right. For one is, um, you know, the image has to look good on a big computer monitor. Yeah. Just think about it that way. So just because it looks good on your, you know, 13 inch laptop, does not, and, and which it probably already doesn't. Right. Um, but it needs to look good on a big monitor. So just make sure that your images have good resolution. It needs right. to look good on a mobile device. And mobile devices have amazing quality now. Yeah, they really so do. So if you have a poor quality image, then if it looks fuzzy, if it looks what you call yeah. pixelated with all squares, then it's going to look bad. It's going to give you a here, really bad image. Here, here's the way to think about it. It has to be like pictures of somebody else's kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, because if you take a picture of your own kids, it could be a bad picture, and you still freaking love it. Yes, that's right? true. <laughs> so if you have created this great design and it's your logo, I like you that. take a picture of it, and it's a little fuzzy, it's a little off to the side, it's not bright as it should be. You're gonna look at that, and just man, my logo looks good, right? But if but if it's somebody else's, then you're like, I really can't see stuff. You know, if I go to if I go to Amazon or if I go to Etsy or if I go to you know, White House Black Market mm -hmm. or American Eagle, I'm going to take a picture. There's going to be a beautiful person in a beautiful shirt or jacket in a beautiful setting taken perfectly. Yes. So you don't have to do that, but you've got to do better than fuzzy and dark. Yes, Fuzz, fuzzy, fuzzy, dark, um, and, and uh, aspect ratios that are incorrect too is another yeah. really thing that that people do incorrectly. And these are just things that you're gonna have to just learn a little bit about. Yeah. You do not have to be an expert on this, but what you're gonna do is you're gonna go to um, your store. Say, you know, you set up one of these, you know, like big commerce stores or something like that. Um, and you go to the store and then it says, here's where you upload your logo. And then right next to it, it will have numbers. Yeah. Three or four numbers, X, three or four numbers. This is the size of the image that they want it to be. Right. They want it to be this size. Um, and if you try, if you say, if it says 1200 by 600, you know, that, first of all, just Google search yourself and learn what those numbers mean and, right. and what that is. Right. It's not, it's minutes of work. Right. Okay. Understand it. Find a YouTube video. Yeah. Once you understand what that means, you know, 1200 might be, you know, if, if we're just talking in numbers, 1200 could, if you were to say 12 inches, yeah. that's not exactly, but just to give you a right. reference point, if you don't kind understand, of. you could say 12 inches. By six inches. Yeah. Right? So imagine just a photograph that's 12 inches wide by six inches tall. If that's what it needs to be, if you imp if you put one in, if you buy a picture frame and the picture frame is 12 inches by 12 inches and you slide that image in there. Right. It's good. It's, gonna, it's, not, it's not going to look good. You know, right. it's not going to look right if it's in the wrong size frame. Right. So that's essentially that's a really good way is. to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's essentially what it and, is. And, and I also want to encourage you that if you have seen pictures of Coleman and Company products or Coldesi's products, and you've seen our stuff online, um, I promise you that 97% of that stuff was taken with my Samsung or an iPhone or something like that. We don't have a studio here. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Largest... We don't we don't have like a uh, ten thousand dollar commercial camera and like a big studio. Like 
this fake brick is as fancy as we get. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah, so go ahead and just use your phone. Um, use a really nice quality webcam. Yeah. Um, if you have uh, if you have a nice camera that you use for family photos and stuff, use that. Yep. Um, get some good lighting. There's a ton of YouTube videos on how to take good pictures. There's yeah. tons of them. There we are should do a course on that. Yeah, we should do <laughs> But there are tons. So yeah. get on YouTube. That's another okay. thing. Get on YouTube and learn about how to take a good picture, understanding image quality. If your logo is supposed to be this wide, or I'm, I'm holding my hands out for those listening. Yes. If your logo is supposed to be, you know, a foot wide and it's supposed to be in a rectangle shape, yes. and you put it into a square box and it forces it into a square and squishes it in. It's not going to look right. Yeah, it's not going to look right. It's going to look bad. Don't squish or stretch images. So there's just some basic I'm image make stuff. No squishing. No part squishing. Of our show notes. No stretching. All right. So so the next one is one that's particularly dear to my heart here. Okay. Right, for this stuff, and that is a great product descriptions and details, because uh, I see lost opportunity in most of the apparel websites I go to. So what someone will do is they'll go to Sanmar, who um, is a blank apparel supplier that we deal with, who's great. They'll provide you with blank, beautiful images of their apparel, mm -hmm. of their blank shirts and bags and things like that. And I'll see someone put up pictures of four or five different blank shirts, and the description will be cotton, yeah, blend, t-shirt, v-neck. You know, when you're missing a couple of opportunities. First of all, you've got to put yourself in your customer's shoes. Um, they need to understand more about why your shortest shirt is different than other people's. So you've got to put the weight and the, the blend and the feel and any kind of descriptive language, technical and non-technical as you can, in that product. Because people are going to make their decision on whether or not to buy that product based on what's typed there. Exactly. So you've got a great product just in all every store, every shopping cart, online store you have yeah. gives you a place to put a description where the public can read it. Yep. So when they land on that page, they see the picture, which has got to be of a good quality. It does yep. not need to be. Don't you don't don't hire a photographer to get started. Just have a good quality image and then a good quality description. Some nice clean sentences, facts about what the product is. Um, if it's a particular type of cotton, what type of cotton is it? Yes. If it's a if it's a blend, what are the blends? What are the materials yeah. in it? If it um if it's snag proof, put that in there. Yeah. If it's if it's color fast for washing, put that in there. Any positives that your apparel supplier tells you about this product, right. share this with your customer. The more details you can put in there, the more comfortable they're they're going to be in choosing to buy this apparel. And, and think about it like Etsy's uh, sellers are good at these kinds of descriptions as well. Think about putting in there the stuff that you like about it. Sure. The the reason that like I write this down right. I added this to the site. Because after the first time I held this shirt, I could feel that it was great quality. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. Like make that part of your description and also realize that if someone is searching online for a custom t-shirt, this is if you're, you know, looking for that, that found business from SEO, they're not typing in usually the model number of the shirt. Um, if somebody types in V-neck, they're not going to find you. Mm -hmm. But if, if the description of your shirt is, um, I picked this shirt because I love it. It's got great washability. It looks great with my director garment printer process. Um, it uh, it like it's very color fast. In there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know this is a great custom T-shirt for golfers. This is a great um, polo for workwear. 
you know, put all the words that you can think of that people might search for. Sure, and it's great for just when you're sending your customers there because what I envision is, is a lot of folks that are listening to this, they get most of their business from in person. And then they're now they're gonna build this online store and they're gonna tell right. the people they meet in person to go to the online store to help them ch pick which apparel they want, yeah. especially if they're not feeling samples of it in person. Yeah. Then when they get there, you know, you can put in the description. This is great, I recommend, you know, recommendations for yeah. uniforms. You know, golfing, I et cetera. I love that idea. You know, you could put recommendations in there. Um, you could put why, you, why it's your favorite shirt, maybe? Yeah. Or say, our, you know, within our company, this is our favorite T-shirt. Yeah. Here's why. So just put a really good description of what the product is, how you're decorating it. You can also put a lot of other things in the, in here as well. You can put wash instructions here if you have specific yeah. wash instructions. Um, you could put. I'm going to talk about something else in a minute, but link to a sizing chart. Yeah. Because folks are going to want to know how to how do I measure myself for this shirt? And, and if you have a really simple site, you could also mention that you know, hey, this hat is matches this shirt perfectly. So if you wanted to get a set, it's a good idea. Go look at this yeah. Hat. So you can recommend other products. Yeah. Goes and, great with this product. And so if you do all that right, I just want to describe the power of it. If you do it right and you do it consistently, if you go in right now and you look for, if you Google search for a commercial embroidery machine. Mm -hmm. You will find the Avance embroidery machine everywhere because we pay attention to these descriptions. Yeah. Okay. So, and good images. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing images. is that Google and all this stuff, they like good images. That I took with my Samsung. There you go. <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, think now that you've got um, you've got images, you've got descriptions, um, you know what software you're going to use, you kind of set a launch date, um, or at least you have a plan for your images yep. and descriptions. Um, next is just a, a simple thing, but get your email set up. Yeah. So if it's, if it's myshirtcompany.com, then you're going to want to get, you know, support at myshirtcompany.com, help right. at, sales at, you yeah. know. Um, you want to be, be able to just have, or your name, you know, however you do the business, whatever and, the personal And usually that happens to. when you buy that URL. Correct. So if you go to GoDaddy or Bluehost or something and you, you decide to look for a, a domain name there, um, they'll offer you, hey, get, you know, five business email addresses for X. Yes. And that's the easy way to do it. And, um... And you can do this again through Google and Amazon. All, yeah. this, all these services have it. This is all stuff that's very inexpensive. So if, if you're looking at this and you're seeing a three-digit number, you're probably you're probably already spending too much. Right. You know, it's a yeah, two-digit number to get your email, the domain, you know, the basic things set up, um, or very low in the three into three digits. So yeah. it's inexpensive. Um, make sure that when you're getting your email set up, that it's in a platform that you're going to understand how to use. So some of these, you know, you're going to go to a place where you can buy a domain registration. They might have an email that they provide you or an email service that might yeah. be free or included. But in order to access it, it's very complicated. So, so right now, for example, you maybe you get your emails on Google or you get your Gmail. On, you yeah, know. I mean, so you know how to access your email pretty easily. Um, what we're saying is, is that some of the services that are offered when you buy your website or get your domain require extra work in order to easily see and respond to emails. Yeah, so just uh, so if you're going to purchase email an email, you know, um, sales at mystore.com, then how am I going to access that email? Ask the question, yeah. ask the support from the company you're going to purchase through, um, and uh, et cetera. And most of these things also, these companies can reroute all of these things too. So if you want to yeah. use Google or Gmail Somebody or can Yahoo, walk through that. yes, they can connect these things Not together. if you want to use Yahoo. <laughs> I, I would not. 
But uh, there's a lot of folks out there that are really just really happy and, and really dedicated to their yacht. That's, that's because they haven't been hacked yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I, I personally like the Gmail service. That's the one that I would recommend. I find it, um, you could do all of this through yep. Google and through Gmail and it's pretty easy to work with and they have some support that'll help you. Um, and, and the GoDaddy service is really easy too. If, you, right. if you're an get somebody on the phone type of a service, yeah. the GoDaddy one's cool because you can actually just call somebody and do it all on the phone. Yep, which are. Um, so uh, next are um, think Merchant of the, services, right? Oh yeah. Well, before before that we had that one. Um, I had I guess the order doesn't really matter as much. Um, but we can talk about uh, merchant services. Okay. So uh, merchant services. This is the ability to take a credit card. Right. Online. And, it, and it's tied into that security on the website. Yep. Right. So you've got to do both. Correct. So the other thing is making sure that you have the right security for your website. So when you go to buy your website, your, your URL, I should say, and you, then you go to buy your hosting. The hosting is going to be uh, the space where your website lives. Imagine that if you have a store, you have to lease a spot in a commercial space, yep. right? That's what the hosting is. It's a spot that you're going to lease. It's, a, it's on a computer somewhere, yeah. you know, on the, on the internet. Um, so if you're going to go through... When you go through to purchase your e-commerce software, like Shopify, yep. they will probably say hosting is included. Yep. They're they're including the hosting and they're going to include all the right security. It's easy. If you're gonna do it through um, GoDaddy or Google, they may ask you, you're right. do you need additional security like SSL certificates or HTTPS? And you the, do. These are security. You yeah. do need these things if you're gonna take credit cards online. If you go to set up your merchant account, they're gonna ask if you have this. If you say yes and you don't, they will know. Right. They get to, that you can tell if you can tell if this exists. Um, it's not something that can be lied about. It's just very simple and that is right there on your website, um, and it can be searched online. Um, the other thing you can consider when you're buying and, and getting into all this is um, uh, the privacy of your domain. If you are going to have yeah, you know, really one. offensive T-shirts that might offend a lot of people, um, right. but you know you could sell a lot of them, right. we um, will not be giving any examples. <laughs> You can pay to not have your name associated with the website, um, your name and your personal address and your personal phone number. If you don't pay for that additional service, and believe me, all these companies will attempt to sell you this stuff because right. they make money for selling you yes. these services. Um, so that's something. It's, it's like back in the day, you, you had to pay for an unlisted phone number. Oh, if yeah. You didn't want, if you didn't want your, your home phone, your AT&T phone bolted to the wall, you didn't want that phone number to be public, you had to write somebody a check. Wow, I forgot so, that that existed. It's the same thing now, though. <laughs> it's the same but... as this. Um, the other thing when you're going into and you're buying your URL, so it's they're going to ask you if you want the security. Um, you're going to need all of these things, but that's why I like to say start with the e-commerce platform, with the yeah. software you're going to use, because oftentimes the software is going to cover all these things for you. Yes. If you're customizing this yourself, um, and you're buying from different places because you've kind of put it together, they're gonna ask you these things. More so, I'm not telling you this stuff because you need to make sure you're buying the right things. Right. I'm telling you this stuff because I don't want you to buy every single thing that they try to sell you right. when you're buying your, your website URL, and then you end up owning a bunch of stuff that you don't need or you're not going to Which use. I've done at least three times. Yeah, so, so that's why it's, you start with the software, they might cover most of this stuff for you and you're all set. You don't right. have to worry about it. If they ask for an add-on, you wanna understand what that add-on is, always ask 
a representative uh, yeah, from the, from I, the I just I just want everybody to take a deep breath though because it's not like buying a car yeah right you're not gonna like walk out of there with a fifty thousand dollar bill with insurance and warranties and like and you know what nothing that you really nothing terrible is going to happen no it's you can make go, all these yeah. mistakes and it's okay it's gonna add you know a couple of bucks to your monthly payment or to your annual contract or whatever but it's nothing to sweat. You should just be really well educated. Yeah, it's going. It, it's you're talking about. This could cost you fifty dollars or two hundred dollars. Right. You know. Um, and what do you need in that? Right. Um, while you're purchasing other things, these companies who sell the URLs and the domain names, etc., um, these domain registrars, um, and they are going to offer you to buy other website names that are similar to yours. Yes. And this might be a what good idea. What do you idea. think about that? Yeah. Um, it depends. You know, um, if it is a word that you know everybody is going to misspell, um, like for example, if it, my last name Vila, right? Um, uh, people insist on having a second L in there. They do, even if they're Hispanic and they understand that two L's is not the with L one L. Sound. Isn't it? Isn't it Vila? Uh, no, no, not in Spanish. Okay, but even people who speak Spanish don't spell it right. Okay. But whatever, we don't have to get into that. But if you know, if I were to have, if it was going to be. You know, Mark Vila's T-shirts. I know ever. I know that a ton of people are going to put two L's. In there. I know that it's going right. to happen. So if that if that is available, buy the wrong. I'm going to buy. Yeah, I'm exactly. going to buy both. Yeah. I'm going to buy the wrong one so I can take the wrong one and redirect it to the right one. Right. And uh, whoever you buy it from can do that for you. Yeah. Um, so if it's going to be a misspelled word, or if you want to have a short version, if it's you know Marianne's embroidery shop and gifts. And right and tchotchkes, yeah. which is a word. Yeah, you so and, and dot com. That's a really long name. Yeah, um, it might just want to be you know Mary's gift shop as a second one you buy. That it's something that you can say to somebody that they can remember real quick right. or, or type. I do want to say that Mark Vila is both Spanish and Italian, so uh -huh. he's talking with his hands constantly. <laughs> so you know, picture big fish, little fish. Yes, you know? big fish, little fish. So the. The other thing that I wanted to say about that, if I can remember it again after my fish example, um, and I can't. Okay, well then I'll tell you something else and then you think about it. So um, you can also, with the extra URLs, um, sometimes you, um, when you're talking about buying your domain name, it might be .com, it might be that, .co, that was it. That was okay, it. Uh, might be .us. There's a lot of these other things to do. Um, just consider when you're telling folks where to go that, um, a lot of people are just going to automatically go to .com. Anybody, so anybody over 40 is definitely going to get yes. to .com. Yeah, so if, if you are buying .co, you need to make sure that it's very clear. .us, it's very clear that, that you understand what you're getting into. Um, but there's going to be a lot of other options, and these companies who sell this stuff are going to try to upsell you all of them. Right. You don't need all of them. Yeah. They will give you 40 options. Because the, no, matter, no matter how big your brand gets, you know... Nobody, nobody is trying to buy Nike.us. Nobody's really, you know, nobody has Cafe Press. You know, um, biz. Yeah. You know, you you really, you're not going to get spoofed. The odds are very low. The odds are low. They're very. And low. as you grow, um, you know, I mean, these these are all things. That, However, the one, yeah. the one thing I'll say is, like, if you if your um, if your brand name and URL are the same, um, trademark everything. Um, and then, you know, it won't matter if someone gets a 
um, domain close to yours. Yeah, and it's there's a very much there's an approach to all of this to be considered. Mm -hmm. um, the very very conservative, you know, high goal approach would be. Um, I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Yeah. Um, I plan on making a million dollars here, and I want to buy all of them because I want to own that from the beginning yep. to protect my investment. Absolutely. And that is a conservative approach, yep. but re and and but realize that that might cost you three hundred dollars compared to twenty five dollars every year. Every year, right? And uh, what's the risk and reward involved in that? Because yeah. um, we when <laughs> we say buying domain names and URLs, but we don't mean buying. Because it's not permanent ownership. Yeah. You're renting it over a period of time. For one year, three years, five right. years. Um, I'm a big fan of like in the beginning, just do the year. Yep. Because it, you might end up in the end of all this saying, you know what? The e-commerce thing wasn't for me. Or I'm, I'm dropping this brand because I don't really like the brand I was building up. I'm going with a different niche. Yep. So in the beginning, do a year because it's cheaper. Yep. Um, spend less money. Spend the money doing something else. Spend the extra you know, $20 on something else. Um, and then maybe the next year you buy the five-year plan or the 10-year plan because you could do that and save money over time. Yes. But in the beginning, it's not necessary to buy the whole 10-year plan for everything. Buy a year. Okay. So um, next up, uh, now, now I we can dive deeper into, deeper into the merchant account. So you're going to need to be able to take credit cards online. Your shopping cart software will recommend services that work with them. So and, and when we say merchant account, that's what we're talking about. A merchant account is one that gives you the ability to take credit cards it can refer to the ability to do it, and it can also refer to a specific vendor. Yes. Like, you know, you sign up with PayPal, that is fundamentally a merchant account. Yes. Right? Sorry. Yeah, and PayPal is, is often a, a, a very recommended one because of their user-friendly approach. Yes. Um, so uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the money has to sit in a PayPal account you can't access. Right. I mean, no, this, this, is, this is real business And, and some of the shopping cart software actually comes with you know, some of those services comes with a yeah, and there's like others. Merchant. I think there's CirclePay, <clears throat> Authorize.net. There's a bunch of them that are out yep. there, and you will find that when you go to um, set up your website, so you're on, you know, um, WooCommerce, and it's yep. asking you which one of you, which merchant service are you going to count? Are you on Shopify? These are the ones that we work with. Or you're on wherever you are, they're yeah. going to let you know, and you're going to have to sign up. Now, signing up for that is a, is something that can take a couple days to get approved and get done. Right. Um, they're going to fraud check. They're going to make sure that you're um, uh, not a criminal of some sort if trying to scam people. If you're using a company name, then they're going to make sure that you have an actual company with that name. Yeah. If you're using a personal name, then it's different. Yeah. So, that, you know, if they might, uh, you know, require that you have proof of a business checking account, they actually have the business name opened up, things like that. So you might need some steps. So when you get to this portion of the merchant service, understand that you might need to get approved. This may or may not involve personal credit, may or may not involve uh, a business bank account or business licenses or state licenses. Yeah. It's going to vary where you are and which software you're using, how robust it is. Um, you can, and then also understand that when people are being charged on their credit card, this is what's going to show up. Right. Is this. So if you right. put it in your personal name, that's fine. You can do that. You can set up your online PayPal and have it in your name, but understand when somebody purchases from your website, it's going to have your name on their credit card. Bill. Right. Maybe that's okay because it's Mary's embroidery, and if it comes up as Mary on their credit card, then you're not fine. a big deal. Right. If it's really offensive t-shirts.com and you right. hit the URL, but then you put the PayPal under your name, the credit card is going to show your name. Right. So understand that that's all tied together. That's and that process is an approval. It takes some time. So this is something that you want to set up and then be patient because it might not happen instant. And this is part of your plan, right? These Correct. Are, these are the, the things that you should maybe have 
have thought about and considered before you before you start the process. Yeah, you should and, know. And while you're doing this, ask you know some smart questions uh, if you need to when you're making this decision. You know, how do you under how do you, how is fraud handled if if you get a fraudulent charge right. um, brought to you? Um, what about a chargeback if somebody says that the that the credit that you falsely charged them? How does that get handled? Understand the process of this. Ask the questions um, of whoever you're going to choose to work with. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and oftentimes they'll have an FAQ list that you should read through anyway, because I'll have that a bunch more questions than we didn't even think of. Yeah. Um, so read again, read and understand. Um, the next thing I'd say is shipping. You yeah, know, get set true. up. How are you going to ship your product? Are you going to ship it? Right. If you're a local business and you're just sending your customers, say, say you deal with a whole bunch of youth sports teams and what you do is um, you're going to tell everybody to go and order there. So, for example, the one that I'd worked with in the past, when we ordered the shirts, there was no shipping option. They didn't send it to us. It was pick up that field on this date. Like it. Right. You know, so it said, so on the first, on on game on your first game day, all the garments will be there, be there in the first, the coach will I have like that. that. Yeah. So maybe that's how you do it. Maybe you just deliver on Fridays to directly to the business. So if yeah. somebody orders something, as long as they order it by Wednesday, they'll receive it by that Friday. And then if they order any time between Saturday and Wednesday, yep. they'll receive it. That Maybe that's how you do it. Um, maybe it's only pick up at your shop. Right. Because you're only doing local business. So whatever it is, um, you could do, you could decide, are you going to do like USPS flat rate boxes or, or bags? You right. know, that could be a very inexpensive if you're just selling one-off t-shirts. Uh, maybe um, speed and time of delivery is very, very important. So you're going to choose UPS or um, FedEx. Right. That's how we are at Coleman and Company. Yeah. The people need to know exactly when they're going to receive their supplies yeah. at exact times and dates. So we use UPS because of that function. They can choose the date they want right in checkout. It says get it by yeah. Wednesday, and it's going to be there that day 99.9% of the time. And, and don't forget the other things because we see that question a lot on uh, the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group is, um, <clears throat> are you going to put your, your clothes in bags before you ship it? Mm -hmm. You know, Are you going to put it in a branded bag? Or are you going to put it in a box? What are you going to include when you ship it? Is somebody going to get a packing slip in the box? Or are they going to get a copy of the invoice? Or are they going to get your business card? Yeah, it, it sound, there's a lot of steps, and it's it's simple, but complicated. It, it's but complicated. Yeah. There's it's not it's everything has a little series of things to think and, about. And you don't have to do it all at once. Yeah, but you are going to get a big order one day, and you're going to go. What do I put this in? Yeah, what, what do I do you know, next? And then you're going to go down and spend your profit on a box. Yes. You have to have custom value. And the other thing I really want you to consider is that it's not going to be perfect out of the gate. Right. And they're always – so what you should have is like this is what I'm happy to launch with. This is a short-term goal. Yeah. And this is a long-term goal. So you could say, well, in – we know what would be perfect is I have this beautiful website with perfect images. They order online. They get this beautiful custom branded box. When they open it up, it's in a custom branded plastic yeah. bag with, with tissue paper and a sticker. And all of that's great. And it's an awesome experience for buying a high-end t-shirt. Right. Maybe in the beginning, you you do just start with just tissue paper in a, in a, um, in like a USPS flat rate box. Right. You know, I've ordered beautiful high-end stuff, and it's come in that. And I open it up; it's tissue paper. And maybe you're, maybe you go to Walmart and you buy some thank you notes. And you're in the beginning, you're yeah, just that's the great. personal touches writing a thank you note. 
Then you say, okay, so, but one day I'm going to buy custom. It's boxes. all part of your plan and it's knowing yeah. what you want to do and how you want things to look. Yeah. You should actually, you should, um, after this is done, maybe go and listen to our um, customer experience yeah, I was podcast. That too. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in there because that delivery step is important. Yeah. Especially and, if it's an online business. And then also consider other things. Are you going to offer free shipping? Right. You know, um, I like that. I think that free shipping is really important. Um, not everybody is going to feel the same way about that. Right, especially um, in accounting. Yes, but yeah. Especially. <laughs> um, but are you going to do some sort of a flat rate? Or, you know, all ships shirt for all, all shirts ship for three dollars. Right. Say everything say ships for free. Fast. You know, um, or orders over fifty dollars. Your sh your shopping cart, your e-commerce software will allow you to write and create these rules. Right. Um, and you can decide what's good for you. Um, just remember that everybody is offended at shipping. No matter what you charge, so always keep that in mind. Okay, okay. okay. Um, you are better off to raise the price of your product. Okay, move on, move on. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, but that's it's important to consider all of those things. Are are you going to deliver? How are you going to deliver? Who are you going to use? Is that going to integrate with your website? Right. Because um, and and oftentimes, if you're going to choose to use say UPS, yes, your e-commerce software will have a direct plug-in to UPS, so your right. customer can get an estimated shipping right in their shopping cart. So, so, and, and I'm going to bring up a very current example. Sure. Is that, um, so we have always traditionally shipped UPS, mm -hmm. you know, for smaller items. Um, and people are always asking us why you can't just mail something to us. And that's because it's not the easiest thing to implement in the shopping cart that we have. Correct. Right. So that's a great example of, we'd like to do these things where if 15 years ago, when we first started Coleman and company, you know, we had thought, okay, one day we might be able to want to ship through these five different ways. What's the best platform for us to do that? We may have made a different decision. Yeah, and you'll see when you build your website, you'll begin to empathize um, with some of the things that, that we go through. Because there's also like a there's there's agreements between these companies yeah. and the shopping carts and how it can be implemented and all of these things. So it's going to be something, again, it sounds, it can be very intimidating, yeah. but in the beginning... Pick something and then have a goal for later on. Yes. So you could say, well, what I'm going to do in the beginning to keep it simple is I'm going to choose this one because it looks really easy to set up. And then in the end, maybe I'll do this. But in 18 months, I'm going to yeah. have to... Next year, right. I'd like to do this. But for now, I'm going to start here. So okay. find a place to start. I like it. Um, next is um, really just art and design that comes along with building a website. Yeah. When you build a website, if you're doing it on your own, um, they are going to have templates you're going to choose from. Right, a template meaning it's going to look a certain way. Right. There, there's going to be a header on the top. There's on the left. There's going to be a sidebar with an image. On the bottom, there's going to be a footer with an image. And then uh, here's where your product image is going to go, etc. Yeah, it's like it's like moving into a retail space where they've already got the shelves set up. Yes, you know. So you know, how easy is it to move one shelf to another place? You know, what do you need to do to fill the shelves? Yeah, and Same it's a, it's the picture frame analogy again. Yep. If you go to the craft store and you buy a picture frame that holds 20 photos, then um, some of them are going to be squares, some are going to be 4 by 6s some are 5 by 7s yep. one's an 8 by 10 You have to figure what's going to go in those spots. Yeah. So um, with that, um, you know, you're going to have your logo, um, images that might go in the header, images that might go in the footer, um, what you call like the favicon, which is the little icon that's on the top of the browser, of the, of the browser that tiny, tiny little thing. Um, social media <clears throat> links, plus all the social media images. So images for Facebook, images for YouTube. Yes. If you're going to have these pages. Yes. Um, so what you do is you, when the easy way to do it 
and, which again, everything sounds complicated, but if you do it in steps, it's easy. You pick the theme that you want, and you take a look, and you, where, where do I need to put images? So there's a main header, that's a big image. I need a big Im one big image, yep. I need three little images for the bottom, I need uh, one long image for the side, and this is my basic website template. Okay. What do I want to put here? Are you, gonna, are you good with art? Can you do it yourself? Yes. Um, are, are, if you're a graphic artist and you're in apparel, there's a, a lot of great graphic artists that are listening to this. Yes. Um, you can do it yourself. You're going to know a lot of this stuff. If not, you might want to hire a company to make all of those for you. Yep. Um, don't have your cousin do it who's kind of knows how to use Photoshop. And, and I, I will I will say here though that like if you pick a stock template yeah. from a website and you only use stock photos for your products and for your header images and things like that, it will look like um, somebody overseas designed it or it will look like everyone else's website. So it will not be an attractive website. Yeah. Only stock images, like it would be better to have a picture of you and your shop or your equipment or the last three t-shirts you designed as the big header image on top than it would be just having some generic buy a t-shirt from me and a guy in a blank shirt. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want you want to make sure that again it's got to match up with your brand. So this is a great this your home page, your main images, whatever's in the template. This yep. is an important place to go and just make sure you have good art, good images, and it's going to make the website really look nice and clean. Right. And make sure that you know people who are going to be really honest with you, brutally honest about how your website looks. So when yeah. you share this with them, they can tell you, hey, that image on the top feels fake to me. Yeah. Or it, or, or you, you you can't approach us. Yeah, for sure. Like, we'll definitely tell you if you have an ugly website. Okay. I'm not shocked <laughs> you, about that you at all. Like I will. Love. I will. I love to, you can't wait I love to, to kill people's <laughs> dreams of their websites. Well, um, but uh, to have great art, be prepared for it. Um, again, this, the company that you're working with, whether it's a economy... Um, platform or a or you're working with a high-end firm yeah oftentimes it will have art services built into it so you can pay for this stuff too um, you can also again build over time so in the beginning maybe you just have like a really simple image which is just a picture you took on your phone of, yeah. a, of a shirt you embroidered yeah and you start there and it's not your dream one right but you know that in 90 days you're gonna dedicate uh, $500 to getting all brand new custom you know art design for yes. the website yeah, yeah, yeah so again stages right. um it doesn't have to be perfect to launch that's uh, 100 so uh, next is a, a privacy policy page right so this means um what are you going to do with the information that you collect so you should be collecting email addresses from people so yes, you can please. email market to them right um you also might collect names and addresses and things like that um, oftentimes the email service you, you use or the merchant service or whatever software you're using to collect this information might need you to post a privacy policy. And, and what a privacy policy is, it's just um, how your company promises to treat the information that they receive. So a lot of standard things that you'll see in a privacy policy is that I will not sell your product information. Um, I promise to keep your information as secure as I can, you know, within reason. Um, I will not market other products to you outside of what you see yeah. on this website. And it'll also say something like, um, I use a third a third party email marketing company yes. that it manages my emails for me. However, they, they also have privacy as well. So you might need to have some right. of these words in there. The good thing about this is um, 
circling back. The software will more than likely have a template. Everyone uses you. a template. Yep. There's a template already built in for you. And if you do have, say, if you get a new um, software plugged into your website, they will tell you, um, by the way, in order to get, like we have um, uh, Shopper approved. Yeah, we do reviews right. on ColemanandCompany.com. And with this, they said, by the way, in your privacy policy, you have to put that when people post reviews, this is what happens. It right. ends up, it ends up, you know, on your website through Shopper Approved. It's on a yeah. Shopper Approved link to show that a third party verified it. Right. So we have to put this little section that, by the way, when you when you make a review, your do your name is going to be on Shopper Approved. Which, which, which yeah. by the way, if you really want to read some great reviews. You should look at ColemanandCompany.com yeah. <laughs> and their Shopper approved um, reviews. There's there some good ones. They're on there. really, really good. I highly encourage you to do. Now, that. if you want to read all, all my replies to like the one stars, you can do that too. Most right. of those are me. So yeah, um, pick your favorite snarky one. That's probably <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I, I like that. There's nothing um, but snarky. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, reviews are another thing we didn't mention yet. But if you're uh, if the platform that you uh, uh, choose to work with yeah. has the ability for customers to leave reviews, that's great. You should do that. You can also, um, we have a shopper approved episode, or we had the gentleman from Shopper. Yeah, approved that's on. right. Um, that was good. Yeah, so you can listen to that too. They offer a service, but um, also the software that you use might offer a service as well. Right. Um, and you can also link to your Facebook page if you encourage customers to leave your reviews there. Yep. Again, the um, these reviews don't have to be from everyone buying online. Right. They might be from folks that you deal with in person. I would say that make sure that you know you're good at what you do. For sure. And that you treat people well. That really helps. Right. Because <laughs> if if you're bad at what you do um, and you're still figuring things out and, and people give you bad reviews, they will last forever. Well we're at, we're at an hour, and I think we could. We, I think we can throw in like five more minutes here. Okay, so let's we're do gonna, that. Let's wrap this what do you, up. What do you want to talk about? Um, for five minutes? The the well, not for five minutes, but okay. I think to finish it up. Yeah. Once you've gone through all the steps and you've set everything up, yes. make sure you're working with the. If you're going to do DIY it, make sure you work with a company that's going to have the ability to help you on the yeah. phone or live chat or email. Yeah. And then this way, when you're all done, you actually have a website that works, um, and you don't end up having to. Go and pay somebody when you didn't plan on doing it from the beginning. Yeah. If you are going to pay for somebody, make sure that you have a quote, a set date, how much it's going to cost, when it's going to launch, and how they're going to manage it in the long term. Yep. Um, and then once you have that all set, you want to test your site before you start telling everybody to go to it. So Please. click on every single link. You should do this yourself or, some, or, or, or pay somebody to do this for you. Um, test on every link, actually check out, go through the process yourself. Um, or have or pay somebody to go through the process from start to finish every page read everything read it again have somebody proofread for you yeah uh, look for typos look for grammatical errors um, look for errors that possibly can happen when you click here you get an error yeah and then uh, do that before you officially launch and start putting it on your business card and telling everybody to go there right. or at, or or worse pay for advertising right to, uh, to a to the wrong web page thing, that's broken which we've never done and then um, what are just a few let's just fire off other things to consider and think about when they're doing this lightning round. Yeah, okay, so my favorite is where are you actually gonna get traffic from? Okay. So we didn't talk about you build a beautiful website, how are people gonna find you other than you telling them physically to go to your website? If your plan is to have people find you nationally, 
um, or outside your immediate family, then you're going to have to have some idea of how people are going to find you. Correct. And you might have to pay for that. You might have to do really well at getting found on Google. Yeah. Um, or your plan might just be, I'm not going to be found nationally. It's just a place for my local customers to find me. And part, if somebody finds me by accident, that's cool. Part of your plan. Yeah. So part of the plan. Um, I say um, one of the uh, things is have something on your – if you're going to do that plan that I mentioned in the beginning yeah. where you're going to send people there, have something on your home page or in, in the main area that something else you're going to sell them. Lessons besides on upselling. That would be yeah. a good podcast so if you're telling people that you can go online to buy replacements for their polos if they, if they rip it or tear it or they yeah. want to stain it or want a new one, what you should do is on your home page have laptop bags that right. you offer that. You know, you can also get your laptop bag with a logo on it too. So yep. offer an upsell. Um, so if you're um, if you're going to make it a really big project, if you have a huge dream, be prepared that the bigger the idea, the harder it sounds, the harder it is to explain to somebody, the yeah. more it's gonna cost you, and the more it costs you in the long run too, Yeah. to manage it for the long term. Right. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, software is going to need to be updated. Things are going to need to be changed. Uh, uh, things are going to change. You're going to get an update to PayPal that breaks something in your UPS. Happens and you're going to have somebody have to have fix all that. The more complicated it is, the harder it is to fix. If you get a nice, simple service that's managed like Shopify, yeah. when that stuff breaks, you don't even know it breaks. Yeah. There's somebody, there's a team taking care of it. If you custom built it from the ground up and you hired a firm to do that, they're going to have to fix it for you. Right. Or you fix, or you have to fix it yourself if you built it yourself. Yes. Um, what else? Anything else that we have here? Um, and, oh, I think just a final note from me. Um, this is like this is like a living live place that you go now. Even though it's virtual, it's yeah. not. You know, I think virtual means real, but not real. It, it's right? your, is that, it, it is, is a, your online store. Yeah, it's a real place now. So a digital, just because it's digital and it exists on the internet does not mean it's a real store. Yeah. Um, it is a real store. And people, you know, talk about like a virtual store and stuff like that. You know, the definition of virtual is like real, but not real. Right. No, your store online is real. Yeah. It's a real store that people can go. They can put their credit card in. They put their email address and their address and their name, their personal information, and they share it with you in exchange for a product. Right. So be sure over time that you're going to keep it up to date. You're going to keep it clean. You're going to be prepared that next year it's going to cost you some money again for whether it's like hosting fees or paying for your domain registration. Yeah, yeah just, just look at it like you would if you have a retail space, you know, in a strip mall or in a mall or a freestanding building, you know, what are you going to do as the owner or as the manager every day when you go in? The first thing that you're going to do is make sure everything looks good. Yeah. You're going to make sure everything's clean. It's all in the right place. And you know what the other thing that you're going to do is every once in a while you're going to paint. And every day you're going to look at a display that you did yesterday and you're going to go, is this as good as it can be? Yeah. So you're going to spend time every day or every week, regular scheduled time, that you're going to look at your website with an eye like it was your retail space, because it is, and you're going to say, is there a purpose for this picture? Is the be this the best place for this product? Do I need to freshen up these designs? Is there anything I need to clean up? Can I change the description? What can I do every day so when people walk into my business or go to my online store that they are encouraged to buy something or to buy more than they had expected to spend? Yeah, right? and I would I would plan to, um, I would set some rules for yourself too to say I'm gonna make one change to my website a month. 
Yeah. Or however often it needs to be. It's, it's going to be different for everybody. It might be a day. It might be a month. I mean, I, I, I make a change every day. Yeah. Every single day I'm making a change um, here. But we have a different story than you might have. If yeah. you have 20 products, just once a month I'm going to add a new image. I'm going to update a description. I'm going to take... Um, questions that my customers have asked, and I'm going to add it to product descriptions or yep. the FAQs like that. Um, or the other pages. So that's what I'd say. Just remember, too, that it's a living thing, that it really needs to be updated, the change needs to look great, and need to plan that. In, in five years from now, if it looks exactly the same as it does today, um, you're you're doing you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah. For mo for no, you are. I went to yeah. a website the other day that hadn't been changed since the nineties. It yeah. was literally terrible. Yeah, and it terrible. looks bad. It look it poorly reflects on you. So um, just understand that this is your store and treat it uh, as if it was a real life store. What would you do? I agree. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna wrap this up. The last things that I want to say are. Um, for you to please uh, look for the show notes. So if you're listening to this in your car or on your phone, then definitely spend the time to go to customapparelstartups.com. Look up this episode in the show notes because we're going to link to the shopping carts we, okay, um, cool. we mentioned. We're also going to link to a couple of the episodes that we mentioned. And we're going to embed the video of Mark and I talking right now on the website just because you know your eyes may need some pain may, <laughs> may need to be affected uh, in some way and and after all of this i know that all of this can sound very intimidating and um it it should be a little bit but it shouldn't be something that you have to be scared of and i think i really think that more people than less should have an online store okay. because it costs so little to really make it you only have to make you only have to sell a handful of things to be able to pay for your store to exist. Okay. Really, literally a half handful. So um, I'm a big fan of small businesses being able to utilize the online world to get somebody while they're standing right there. So you can buy that shirt on your phone right now. Yeah. While I'm with you, I'll show you how to do it. I like that. So it's cool. Um, it's also a place where you can take credit cards, yeah. which is another cool Good little point. feature. So. Okay. Well, I think that's it. All right. This has cool. been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. You guys have a good business. Thank you.